Hello, everyone, and welcome to Channel F Fanbytes Video Game Podcast. I'm your overseer, Mary Kay, and we are busting open the Vault 69 for this one, the Nasty Vault. <laughs> they put all the nastiest freaks in that vault, and uh, we're finally opening it up, and we're going to explore the ruined world beyond the podcast, and joining me on my adventure throughout the wasteland, as always, uh, we have just a great crew of rad, uh, rad folks. Get it, rad like radiation. Um, <laughs> oh. We've got, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> no, well, yeah, that was okay. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to lie. It was good. <laughs> okay. Um, Fallout reference. Uh, Danielle Riendo. Hi, I'm here to be a Fallout girl. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nikki Grayson. <laughs> I live in the desiccated husk of a baseball stadium. Good. Sorry, someone just drove past. <laughs> someone just Incredible drove past energy. holding their horn down the entire <laughs> way. So I don't know what that was about. But last, but certainly not least, Steven Strom. Yeah, tunnel snakes rule, if tunnel you know snakes, what I mean. Tunnel snakes do, in fact, rule uh, now and forever. Uh, we're all here, and I don't know what started the... I guess we were talking about Fallout before we started recording, but yes. I mean, we're this not going to talk about it. This is what, episode 111, and that's a number of a vault in one of the Fallout games, is that right? Yeah. Fallout 4? Fallout 4. Didn't play that one. Well, you don't need to because it's bad. That's the only one I've played. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Outer Worlds. That's a good Fallout. That's a good Fallout right there with spaceships in it. Um, We were talking about how they can never make another Fallout game because they ran out of good numbers. Uh, Because it's like Vault 13, Vault 111, Vault 76. And even that one was stretching it because that was just like a reference to 1776. Do you want to hear all of the bugs that happen in Vault 111? Yes. In the video game Fallout 4? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, the vault door may not open. The alarm will come on and lights will flash, but nothing else will happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yes. short game. On, on, on PC, this can be fixed with console command and then a console command. Uh, dog meat on all three platforms. Dog meat may grab the cryolator when tasked to fetch any useful items in the overseer's room, even if the case is still locked. It may take several attempts for him to get it, though. Oh, that's like um, a good bug, though. That's, that's like a good uh, bug. you just get like an in-game weapon immediately. Yeah. Um, and then on all three platforms, if you don't open uh, Nora slash Nate's pod and retrieve their wedding ring before leaving the vault during the first mission, going back will still trigger the same dialogue. I'll find Sean, even if you've already <laughs> completed the game. This is the same with all of the dialogue from activating the pods and the sole survivor shouting if they're the only one alive, while vault, why Vault Tech would do this, etc., etc. I uh, uh, You gotta find Sean, your son. Yeah. Your, sh- your son, Sean. Jason! Jason! To this Sean. day, I have no idea what's going on with Sean in that game and have never been spoiled to me, which I assume is because nobody bothered beating that game. Oh, I can tell you. Do you want to know? I don't it's know really if you should spoil it for everybody else. It's, fa- it's Fallout 4. It's 38 years old. Hey, do you guys um, like that? Yeah, it was really good. Do you remember that? Like that? It was kind of, yeah. you know, the other game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because he does um, that in that game. Beyond Two Souls. Y- yeah. Beyond, yes, two beyond, souls. beyond Two Souls. Beyond Which is, the of course, the yeah. sequel to Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is the, the sequel the to sub- Omicron, the, the Nomad Soul. The subtitle, Dark Souls 3 Beyond Two Souls. Uh, <laughs> which I've recently started playing. And speaking of games that we are playing, should we do staff picks? Yeah. yeah. Here we are. Well... Here we are in Staff Picks. It's a segment where we talk about the games that we've been playing and uh, let you know all about all about the gameplay and the fun factor and like the the sound. The reviewers tilt. Reviewers tilt. Um, now, Nikki did have something down and then just sort of crossed it out. 
on the show notes. So, uh, and he is replacing it with Fallout 4. Oh, good. Mickey, did you actually play Fallout 4? All right, so at the beginning of Fallout 4, you get frozen with your wife, and then some guy, you wake up because they didn't freeze you right, and then some guy comes and takes your baby and then shoots Mm -hmm. your partner, and then you're like, why did this happen? That's fucked up. And then you spend the whole game trying to figure out where your kid went, and it turns out that your kid made robots, and the robots can travel through time. Wait, what? Your kid is old now. He's an old man. Your kid is old now. At the end of the game, your kid is older than you, and you have a choice to kill your kid or not. What the Fucking yeah. shit! Oh, yeah, I remember that. Hey, what's yeah. a worse ending, that or Fallout Three, where um, <laughs> all of your friends who are immune to radiation won't go into a thing to turn off a radiation machine for you, uh-huh. and so you have to do it and kill yourself? And he's like, uh, no, no, that, no. That's the end I of would... the Wrath of Khan. Right, except if in the Wrath of Khan, if Spock was like, actually, I'm immune to radiation, but Kirk, you should definitely go into that room because I don't want to rob you of the honor of turning off this radiation machine and killing yourself. Honestly, I wish that's how it worked because Kirk is bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fair enough. Spock, I rest okay. my you know. case. Nikki, have you really been playing Fallout 4? No, no. I haven't played Fallout 4 since the okay. year that game came Tell me out. about Clone Hero. Um, You know Guitar Hero? Yes. It's back, baby. It's like Guitar Freaks or Guitar Freaks. It's like Guitar Freaks. Yeah. Yeah. Guitaru Man. Guitaru Man. Yeah. It's a lot like like Guitaru Man. Yeah. Um, Except now you can play it in your home. Okay. Um, Unlike Guitar Hero. Unlike Guitar Hero. Yeah. And uh, my friend Christian, uh, hello, Christian, uh, shouts to Christian, uh, texted me last week and said, hey, (laughs) do you want this? And then sent me a picture of a uh, Guitar Hero live box. And it contained just the guitar, but no game. And I said, I oh. do want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he came and dropped it off at my house. And then I tried to use it. And then uh, I had to realize, I realized that I had to purchase a dongle to connect it oh. to my computer. So I had to spend $25 on Jeff's big website to buy an Xbox 360 uh, USB dongle. Um, for Guitar Hero Live that I then plugged into my computer. And now I've downloaded the entirety of the track list of Guitar Hero Live onto my computer, and I can play Guitar Hero Live on my on my computer. What does oh. that have to do with Clone Hero? Oh, because Clone Hero is the thing that I... um is the name of the game that I have to play it in. The game's called Clone Hero. Oh, is it like a... a- like open source or like fan-made? Yeah, yeah of- it's an open... It's a fan-made oh, Guitar okay. Hero. So it's like... Um, oh. There's there's versions of uh, DDR and like um, there's that Osu game which is like beat um, what's that called beat elite beat agents yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like uh, yeah it's a it's a wrapper basically and people have ripped all of the files out of every plastic instrument game like all, like the track lists of Guitar Hero one through live and rock bands one through four including Beatles Lego and the uh, other uh, fucking what Van was that Halen, one band hero Van Halen yeah all Van of those like a rock are, band uh huh all of those are in a Google Drive um and you just like rip them and download them wow that, um, that actually sounds super fucking cool because like playing any of those games now is a nightmare yes Par- partially because of like music licensing rights just being a nightmare on their own but like at the time i remember like activision locking down entire bands discographies into specific games just yeah. to spite ea and um uh harmonics at the time to make sure like mm. no you can't have the good metallica songs because we signed a deal with metallica where they got <laughs> their own game uh-huh. and we have ride the lightning and you can never have ride the lightning yeah it also um it's really fucked is... up for somebody to say you can never ride the lightning i just want to put yeah, that out there that's into the world yeah. that's i can't up. believe anyone would say that to a person not since um, Matthew McConaughey in that movie where um, the lady goes back to Alabama and he makes glass out of lightning. Has anybody been told that they couldn't go out sorry? and touch a bunch of lightning? Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's the movie Steven's talking about. But yeah, I've just been playing a lot of Guitar Hero. I, I really like Guitar Hero. Um, I guess disclosure, I worked on Guitar Hero Live. And I was, uh, Whoa. yeah, corruption, so corruption, I had corruption. to, yeah, I had to, um, a hundred percent that whole game in three days. Wow. Um, oh, before like, QA. and I, yeah, for QA and I couldn't, like I had to 100% it to make sure that the game 
gave you a hundred percent on expert when you completed each uh you completed each song so i had to i had three days and i had to uh a hundred percent the game but i think it's been long enough that my brain forgot kind of that trauma and now i can play it and enjoy it that's cool um but yeah that's uh i've literally it's just guitar hero and that's all i've been playing I mean, it's not like it. Like it sounds like it's an even cooler version of all that stuff because it is such yeah. less of a hassle to do. Yeah, with. and and people are charting new songs. Um, oh, like cool. there's an active there's an active community who are taking new songs that have not been like Rock Band Four is still actually getting DLC like once a month, huh. um, but folks are charting new songs. The frustrating thing though is that like it's not songs that a normal person would listen to or like mm. it's songs that the kind of person who would make new charts for a guitar uh, hero game right. an unlicensed guitar <laughs> right. hero game on a personal computer so like it's kind of those a lot shows. of like what like steve Vai, yeah, a lot, a lot of, of like, like white folks, snake yeah like people that you've never heard of and then like uh their own music and then it's like uh. math rock and you're like i don't want this hey for can you reason. do me a favor and and just go ahead and look up a picture of steve Vai? sure Oh boy! Steven How do you spell that? V A I. Steve Vai. Ah. Okay, so that's like what okay. if? Uh, hmm, that's like what if Steve Tyler was a Dracula? <laughs> yes, <laughs> kind of does look like a Steven Tyler Dracula. God, he kind of looks like the also facial structure. Younger though. Steve Vai looks like a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character. <laughs> Um, just between the earrings and like the hair and just like this, the glasses and everything. And I'm sure actually that the guy who makes JoJo's Bizarre Adventure knows who Steve Vai is because he, you know, does fancy guitar music. So this guitar is three guitars. Has anyone? Yeah, he, him does know? Three he doesn't need to. He doesn't need all three of those. He only got two hands. Yeah, yeah he only, he only two got hands. two like, hands, folks. He? You need one of them to hold the guitar. So, to play it. so like what is you he? can't play three guitars you would need four hands to play three guitars well Isn't i mean murder up? face from metalocalypse played the bass guitar with his penis um so well, what if you did that well, wow how the fuck do you do that um hmm. well well anyway, <laughs> anyway i what's a, another video game that isn't that <laughs> i played Anything the opposite else, of please. that the opposite. I'm playing no, the opposite okay. of whatever just happened in our podcast. No. I'm playing okay. a game called Cozy Grove. <laughs> Ooh, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm always saying that Cozy Grove is the opposite of playing guitar with your penis. People are <laughs> yeah, always I'm, saying yeah, that. Like, I can't think of what is more opposite of that. So just, let's just go with it. Yeah, Cozy Grove is a really, really nice and sweet and cozy game. You know, kind of like the title. Oh. Uh, it's a little bit of an Animal Crossing that has a little bit of a little little bit of like Spirit Fairer. Um, sorry, that's a really hard word for me to say with my accent. The Spirit Fairer. Spirit Fairer. Okay, got it. I got it. Perfect. Nailed it. Got Nailed it in it. one, Danielle. Nailed it. Uh, but yeah, Cozy Grove has a little bit of those elements uh, because you are a spirit scout and you go to this very beautiful island and it all looks a little bit like Don't Starve, but it's much friendlier and sweeter. It is kind of like a crafting um, Animal Crossing-y type of game, um, but with a much gentler tone than something like uh, a Don't Starve. And you go to this island and you meet all these cool ghosts who are also bears and they offer you things like, hey, I can give you some hints. And, hey, I can build you some tools. And, hey, I can give you your mail. And it does kind of function a little bit like spirit. Oh, Jesus. Spirit. <laughs> spirit uh, In that you are also learning their stories and kind of solving their problems and doing the kind of afterlife thing. But it's not like spirit fairer in you that just call it, it like SF or something like that. Never right. There's, that doesn't mean really anything trying. else. So everybody will know what you mean. SF. You know, it's a lot like the city of San Francisco. Um, it is unlike that in that there are not a lot of kind of tedious mini games or anything like that. It's much more of like an Animal Crossing where you're running around helping people and crafting and playing with things and customizing your little tent. And it's very pretty and it's very cute. And I kind of thought I would be a little more dismissive of it than I am. But mm. it has hooked me so far. And I, I say this as someone who um, is like an Animal Crossing diehard. I've played 
I don't know, 700 hours of the most recent oh my game. God. I I did go about a week without playing or a few days without playing it last week. And then I, uh, I, I jumped back in. So I, I love this kind of game as like a comforting little thing you check in on, kind of play with and have a nice time with. And it's like a nice warm up kind of activity for the morning. You know, you have your coffee, you play your little island, you, you kind of hang out with your little friends. Um, that's does, that's very much what's going on here. Yeah. Does it do like the daily lockout stuff in real time? I mean, I'm only a couple of hours in, so I'm in kind of whatever the first day or the first little segment is of the game. I've unlocked most of the island at this point and most of the little um, ghost bears, I think. Uh, but I'm not, I'm honestly not sure yet if it does a lot of the lockout stuff. Okay, yeah. Uh, it might, it might, it, it might, but thus far I've had plenty to do in the first like 90 minutes or so. Uh, nice. Of gameplay and also fishing is exactly the way it works in Animal Crossing <laughs> to the point where it's like <laughs> you cast out your rod like the, there's a, a slightly different like little meter you actually have like a little distance meter which is kind of nice so it gives you a little bit more of a visual indicator of where your little lure is going to drop uh, but otherwise it's like shadows on the water and <laughs> they come up to it and they do the thing where oh sometimes it might bite oh sometimes it might bite oh it bit and then you gotta kind of like hit a right at that moment um but hey, if it if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I guess you know. Is that um, mostly yeah. what you're doing? Is like gathering and stuff? Or are you doing like a lot of building in the style of like Animal Crossing in the later hours of that game? Yeah, you're. I mean, again, still pretty early in, but you are doing things like finding you know shells on the beach and finding like little veggies and things that are sort of buried in dirt patches and like under leaves and things like that. Um, so it's a lot of like gathering at this point and a lot of fishing and a lot of like doing little, oh, find me one of these, find me one of those uh, for your like setting up your little friends, basically. Okay. Um, so it really does feel a lot like an Animal Crossing with a little bit more story content, you know, kind of for each little, for each bear ghost friend <laughs> that you meet. Sure. Like, what kind of story is it then? Like, I'm curious, like, what the tone is, because Spiritfarer definitely has, like, a very melancholic tone, especially by the end of that game. It's actually, like, maybe less twee than I even expected going in. Is this, like, very happy, or is this, like, kind of bittersweet? Uh, It's, like, a little bittersweet, but very, very colorful. And more sweet than bitter, I guess you could say. (laughs) At least, again, so far. Because you are kind of, like filling up you're actually literally filling up little hearts and that's like oh how far are you in each person's story like oh i filled up one heart oh i filled up half a heart you know i'm gonna learn more about their life and about like what they do in the afterlife and all kinds of stuff so i'm expecting probably some more bittersweet moments uh but thus far it it does feel a little bit more gentle and light than some of what spiritfarer offered I said it again. <laughs> I hope I'm pronouncing the R's on these words. It's I think everybody knows register. what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I really, really like it so, so far. Again, I kind of went into it like, I don't know. You know, I feel like you can do like a couple of Twee games per year and that's like enough. Uh, sure. You know, like there's like a little like, okay, I've had I've had enough of like the cute thing about death. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thus far it's it's very satisfying. Um, and I like what it's borrowing. It does feel like it's kind of borrowing some of the best parts from these other games and kind of doing its own thing, at least uh, in terms of like the actual structure itself. So I'm very curious to see how it progresses. Uh, I'm curious to see how much more I'll play, but I'm pleasantly surprised thus far with how engaged I've been. That's really cool because I feel like nobody makes games like this except for Nintendo. Like Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to think like there's obviously like Harvest Moon, but that's kind of its own different thing. That's more yeah. focused on like the farming aspect of it. And I feel like these weird sort of like cutesy social sims with the like daily lockout, if that is indeed in this game. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. nobody has really even tried that much or if they have, I've never really heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, this know. does feel a lot more robust than a lot of what it kind of looks like, if that makes sense as well. Like, this does feel like a full, basically a full Animal Crossing, which now means a lot of things. Like, <laughs> I don't know how big the Animal Crossing team is, but it must have been pretty big, given, like, how much stuff is actually in there, if you kind of dig under the surface a little bit. So, sure, this is pretty robust. Um, again, at first glance, 90 minutes in, but there are a lot of systems to kind of play with here, which... 
I kind of like because, again, I enjoy just kind of having a little activity in these games. Like, have a bunch of stuff to do. Enjoy it. You know, check in with your little friends. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the, like, peace and serenity of fishing and, like, finding little things on your island and then peace out for the rest of the day. It's kind of like a, yeah, I don't know. I've likened this sort of thing to, like, like a very uh, weird little meditation app or something where you're, like, checking into something that's pleasant and then checking out for the rest of the day. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know if that's enough to get me into this, but I'm also glad that there are more options out there because I know that there are like some issues with Animal Crossing, like New Horizons specifically. Like I was just listening to somebody talk uh, like not two days ago, I think, about like how annoying it is that your save files are like locked to the console and oh, right. yeah. how annoying yeah. that can be for like families with like multiple kids and like, ugh. And right, like idea, who gets to you know. who gets to play with the animals that day? Like, oh, you get this half of the island, Junior, and you know the other. Part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mom like said, how? it's my turn to hang out with the weightlifting <laughs> gorilla. Uh huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to hang out with Tank. Right. Oh, who Jenny doesn't want to hang out Tank with Tank three times? <laughs> and now all this dialogue is exhausted, Mom. <laughs> that classic, classic children's complaint. Uh, I feel like that's got to be very real. There are probably some parents listening to this like, yeah, I had that exact conversation and it's terrible and I threw the switch out the window. Oh like, my God, yeah. <laughs> I have definitely heard parents specifically talk about how annoying that game can be with some of that stuff and like sure. how if you're yeah. the mayor of the island, you can do whatever you want and if you're not the mayor of the island, you basically can't do anything. Ugh. Kind of but, bullshit. Uh, yeah. yeah, open uh, it up. Nintendo, open it up. up a little bit. Hmm. Let people play Animal Crossing the way they want to, you know, Animal Cross. I don't know. There's really no way to verb that, but, you know. Or if this play. game is good, maybe people can play this, you know, if they need something else. And play some Cozy Grove. Enjoy your Cozy Grove, you know? We, do we need to make a, did we say anything about like a, what's the word? Like disclosure that we might know somebody who worked on this game? Oh, did, did Chris work on this? I thought so, but maybe I'm... Okay, uh, maybe. I, I could have sworn. That, that you, might be, you may, might be the So, case. just to be clear, the disclosure is you might know someone who may have worked on the game. <laughs> we might know somebody who worked I, on I, it. I think so. Chris Ligman may have worked on this game, and Chris worked with me on the, uh, like, previous version of fanbyte.com. Okay. Zam, so, Zam.com. what you're saying is you're shilling for a game that your friend made, and uh, <laughs> you're getting kickbacks for it. I... Personally, I'm pretty, I'm living listen, on a folks. cozy grove. Listen, that, folks, of, I am you know, single-handedly bringing it back. Okay, I'm single-handedly <laughs> going to bring this shit back because I've just discovered corruption at the highest levels of my, oh my own God. organization. Oh my! God. And I am going to start leaking out all of this information. <gasps> just call me—I don't know, like a letter or something. Like, um, oh my God, you or like, no, Q is good. I think. Um, just call I me Q. Love Q. Yeah, I love John Delancey. I love John Delancey, so that's call me Q. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the letter Q, I played a game that starts with the letter Q. Oh! Which is kind of rare, Is it I a feel Bennett like. Foddy joint? You would think so, right? But no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, also full disclosure. Oh, no, I corruptioned myself. I know Bennett Foddy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, oh you fuck. did it! Fuck! You did it! Shut All it right. down. Um, they so crossed the threshold. I'm investigating myself. Podcast. I'm investigating myself for knowing who Benifati is and having met him and had a drink with him. Um, no, I don't think. I don't even think that there. It's made by Bennett's students or anything. Like, because sometimes there's games like that too, where you can see like someone's influence on their students or whatever. But um, mm. no, it's a. It's like Pong, but you control the ball instead of the paddles. (laughs) Except, so it's basically just like you play the ball in Pong and then you escape from a game of Pong and then you're going through a bunch of levels. And it's kind of like a precision platformer, except it's one button and all the button does is alter alter the direction of your movement. Um, Like you're always going on a diagonal, right? So it just like, basically, if you're going diagonally up and to the right, hitting the button will move you so you're going down and to the right. So like, you don't even have full control over it. Like you can just basically like move in like a sine wave kind of motion. Huh. Um, and it started off and I was like, eh, okay, this seems like maybe not what I thought it was going to be. And like, kind of just sort of boring, like, you know, puzzle precision stuff of like, don't touch the spikes. But then as it goes on, it gets like, 
like I'm only a quarter of the way in. I think it's a pretty short game, maybe like a few hours long. Um, okay. I've been playing for like half an hour and I got, yeah, I'm a quarter of the way in. Um, nice. But then it starts adding just things like, oh, like blocks that are only um, solid when you're going in a certain direction. So like oh. there's like a path where like you go down and all these blocks are, are faded out because you're going in the wrong direction. But then when you have to bounce back the other way, they all turn solid. So you have to like be careful to go in between them. And if you bounce off of them, they all turn back to being untouchable. So you get bounced all the way back to the beginning. Um, and then, it, yeah, so it's just like kind of clever things like that that aren't always just like, oh, you touched a spike. And then there's like sections where you just get go in water. And at that point, it's kind of like um, because you're underwater you don't just like keep flying through the air. You basically start just like bouncing like along the bottom. And when you tap, you just bounce a little bit. So it's kind of like a flappy bird almost at that point. But because you're like underwater, you're just sort of like waterlogged. Um, It's pretty neat. I don't know. And then the first boss, uh, there was a boss apparently. And it's just like a single pong paddle, but like behind it is uh, a bunch of spikes. So you're like trying to hit it. Uh, so you don't fly into those bikes. And, um, Would you... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Would you, like, compare this to something like a VVVVV? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like that. The vibe I get from this game is it feels like something you would have played on Newgrounds or Game Jolt in, okay. like, the early 2010s. Yeah. Um, then like, would have gotten like an HD remake. Yes. For Xbox like N plus <laughs> or whatever. Like it feels yeah. exa- very much like N or those kinds of games, but like, sure. Um, I don't normally like precision platformers either because I feel like they're just like, okay, learn the, the thing. I can see how people could enjoy them, but like, they're just not for me. And, uh, but this is kind of different because it is just like the one button. So it's like almost as much just of a, like a puzzle as it is. Mm. Um, like twitch reflex stuff like it's not a super meat boy no 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 it doesn't seem to be so far i don't think it's meant to be like unbelievably difficult or anything right okay there have been some sections so far where i've just been like huh i don't really know what i'm supposed to do here but then i usually figure it out pretty quickly so i think it's just like a very like small simple little thing where there's like i think there's like speed running support and stuff like that but um yeah i think for most people, it's probably just like a fun little neat idea. Like, I don't know. I like stuff that's like really restricts its um, like the inputs or things like that. So like just sure, the fact that yeah. it's like just one button is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of a neat vibe. I wasn't into it at first, but I gave it like about 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm picking up what this game is putting down. Um, I'm probably going to finish it just because it's very short, which is kind of nice. That's actually like the thing that sounds super interesting to me about that too, because because like one of the reasons I never got into N or Super Meat Boy is like I don't want to do this for three hundred levels. Yeah, like, <laughs> I get it. You dodge the missile; it keeps chasing you. <laughs> like the idea that like they're just like nope, here's like a level where you're underwater, and then we move on to another yeah. idea and stuff like that. Like the idea of just being able to experience all those little like how do you push the boundaries of this really super con like super simple concept yeah as much as possible in a short amount of time like that is way more interesting to me yeah exactly yeah. exactly the most recent thing it's thrown at me is there's these pickups that are like little coiled snakes and then there's doors that have snakes on them and when you get the power up you basically turn into snake from the game snake <laughs> but oh, hell yeah. but but you don't have any more control than you did before you're still just bouncing around so basically once you pick that thing up you have to get to the door before you run into your own tail um because when you're bouncing around that you basically can't cross paths where you've bounced already um right but yeah it's like really yeah it's really heavily checkpointed too so there's like not a lot of just like long gauntlet things where if you fuck up once you're done and uh yeah i'm really liking it so i would say check it out if that sounds appealing to you did we actually say the name of that game out loud quamp Quomp, mm-hmm. Q-O-M-P. Correct. For people? So, yeah. I think that's because it's like Pong. If you like, if it's lowercase uh, and you like move the letters around yeah. kind of, it's sort of like Pong, I guess. Okay. Or maybe that's the sound that the ball makes when it bounces off a wall. Quomp, 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 quomp. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Isn't Quomp the sound that it makes, the onomatopoeia in Mario Kart 64? When you like, 
do the little thing and you bump. Oh, it's close. It is an op, I think, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, Look at that Mario franchise, womp. always with the omps, the thwomps, the thwimps, There's the clumps. Yeah. Thomps. So many the clumps. The chomps. The chomps. Yes, the chomps. The beeps and the sweeps and the creeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of of uh, creeps. Yeah. Just the fucking freakiest Just little Just the freakiest little heads. dudes. The Oddworld game scared me so much when I was a kid. Yeah, because I don't like The main character is like a nude man yeah. with bulbous <laughs> eyes whose lips are sewn shut and mm-hmm. his friends get turned into beef jerky and... It's just the fucking worst. They probably um, yeah. smell really weird. But okay, oh, also, man. also before I let you talk about Oddworld Soulstorm, Stephen, I just recently learned that the Oddworld series was meant to be a pentology, uh-huh. so five games, and um, this is the fifth Oddworld game to be released, I believe, not counting uh, New and Tasty, yes, or HD remakes, and it is the second game in the pentology, yes the fuck <laughs> no i don't like i'm gonna be straight up with everybody i don't know anything that's going on with that like chronology shit like i don't care about the like uh overarching fiction of the odd world franchise or where this is all you where don't this care story about lord lanning's going. grand vision no i don't care about lord lanning's grand transmedia I, vision how could you not I, I'm sorry. I like Stranger's Wrath. It's a cool game. And like I was like, oh, wow, I like this a lot. I should check out these other games. And it's like, oh, wait, this is not like Stranger's Wrath at all. And that's kind of where my interest in the franchise kind of began and ended for a long time. Uh, and then they put out this new game for free on PS Plus. And I was like, all right, I'll download this. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, something new to talk about and play. Um, and yeah, you're right. It is the direct sequel to Abe's Odyssey on the PlayStation 1 and PC, but mm-hmm. not this direct sequel to Abe's Exodus, which is a spin-off, but was the second game in the Oddworld franchise? I uh-huh. Jordan tried to explain this. Former uh, Channel F producer Jordan Mallory <laughs> tried to explain this to us uh, while we were playing Destiny the other day, and I don't get it at all. Um, this, however, is Oddworld Soulstorm. It is a direct sequel to those PS1 games. It is a 2D puzzle platformer. Um, yes. That just feels... Yeah, well, yeah, Danielle, you might actually like that. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. You might be, because it's like, I also feel like you like platformers that are a lot more active than this, because this is like heavy emphasis on the mm. puzzle part. This is like flashback. Like, it comes from that, yes. that very it's, Yeah, it's like a cinematic platform. style. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like a, the, hey, like a hey, flashback. Folks, what the fuck is Out of flashback? this world. Oh, it's just like out of this world, Nikki. Is that the one where the guy <laughs> says, my Karuba? It's I the one where that. it's kind of scary and it's for the Sega Genesis and everyone moves like. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I know how to explain this. It, Nikki, it's like Blackthorn. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like Blackthorn. What is Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. It's like Jordan Mechner's world. Prince of Persia. Hmm? What? Is, oh, God. All right. Sure. <laughs> it's just sure, like give, me, give me one more. Give me one more. Can you give me one more? <laughs> Shadow of the Beast? Is that Great. one of those? Perfect. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, that's one of them. Is that the one where the kid just dies in really gruesome, horrific ways? Like over I think over so, again? yes. Yeah, is it? I think okay. So. Yeah, it just gets like torn in half by plants and stuff, and the ERSRB is like, this is games for everyone. Yeah, that sounds nice. Video games, games for are everyone. for children. It's for kids. It's a toy. It's for kids. Yeah. Oddworld is for children. It's it's mm-hmm. super, super <laughs> easy, super simple. You die in like two hits. Um, You can't attack anybody um you're a little nude man who chants a lot and mm-hmm. takes a long time to do anything and then you get shot and if there's a sniper they just kill you in one hit so it's like is super his mouth easy. still stone shut because that that really bothered me so younger that is li- so this game opens sort of in media res uh at the beginning <laughs> uh where they are on a train the mudicans mud mudicans yeah. The, snow the weird, the weird dudes. Yeah, they're the on a snow, snow piercer. piercer. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Evans is playing uh, Abe in this one. It's sort of a Kiefer Sutherland oh, that's in really Metal cool. Gear Solid Five situation. Yeah, um, they had to hide his muscles, just like in Snowpiercer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Abe doesn't hide anything. Like you see all of him no. in this thing. <laughs> and they're on a train, and the train is going towards like a big horrible factory because these games are all like super anti-capitalist. Basically, the Mudicons 
are these like sort of slave race frog people who are um they are laborers for this evil corporate entity of aliens called the Galuckans. Uh, who also have enforcers that are like these weird robot spider squid people called Sligs, um, who have machine guns and stuff. And at the beginning of the first game, they're like, well, we're, we've, we've uh, exhausted all of the natural resources on this planet. So we're just going to like start grinding the workers into meat and we'll make them into meat pies and sell them. And Abe finds out about that. And he's like, I got to free all my friends and free the, free the, the Mudacons. Yes. Uh, uh, and they escape at the end of that game. And then now they're on a train in media race <laughs> and um, it flashes back to 12 hours earlier. And Abe is in a hut and this shaman is telling him, Abe, you have to cut the stitches off. They're a symbol of your oppression, Abe. You need to find your true voice. And Abe doesn't want to cut the stitches off because they're the last thing his mother gave him. His mother gave him those stitches because when he was a baby, he cried all the time. And if he cried too much, the um, Gluckins would have killed him. So she stitched his mouth shut. We had a real mesh last episode. Yeah, kind of vibes going on. Uh, I missed last episode, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, I need to listen to it still. I'm sorry. No, Mash, the the TV show. Oh, (laughs) Mash! Yeah, I missed the last episode of Mash. Uh, Please don't spoil it. I haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I have no idea what happens in Mash. Why is that like Mash? (laughs) You guys like Mash? You kids like Mash? Yeah, everybody loves Mash. I'm always talking about Mash. Yeah, like it's the, they're they're remaking it. Um <laughs> no, um so then from there on in the game you are doing what you did in that PS1 game and those PS1 games I guess, which I used to rent as a kid and um mm. I was like what the fuck is this? Um so it's like it is like a Blackthorn or like an out of this world where it's like super deliberate. I would even mm-hmm. go so far as to call it fiddly movement. Mm. Um, you're like climbing up and down um, different platforms and there's like super strict and specific rules about what individual enemy types can do and what you can do that I actually don't think are super well explained, but eventually you kind of like feel it out. Like the sligs, the weird like squid people that are trying to shoot you all the time, they can't jump. So they can just like walk like a red turtle from Mario back and forth on the same platform. Um, so you can use that to your advantage because Abe can jump and double jump and all that stuff and get around and like possess them and make them shoot each other and all kinds of weird stuff. And there's usually like, you know, you're in a big room, uh, and you have to like figure out how to get from point A to point B past a bunch of sligs. And there will be big generators that stop you from using your magic possession powers that when you chant and you can, in this one, one of the big things that they've added is you can throw stuff a bunch. Mm. Um, you can throw like water to put out fire and you can throw um soul storm which is the the like where the game gets its mm-hmm. name it's like this booze i guess that all the medicons are drinking and you can throw it at fire to like light things on fire and make them explode and like burn mm. enemies sometimes and that seems to basically be the game so far. The the big thing with the Oddworld games, uh, or at least the, the those, those original games, is that it's like there are two hundred Mudacons oh, throughout right. the game. Yeah, yeah. Remember this? Yeah. yeah, you have to rescue them all to get the good oh. ending. Right. Uh, I don't know if they still do the good ending thing. I assume so because this seems like a really, really like dedicated, faithful remake. Not remake, but like send up of those old games. Um, but there will be like sequences in the game where. Uh, you have to like watch them run from one side of the screen to the other and you have to like protect them as sligs are shooting at them or whatever. And this game is like really pretty in a lot of spots. And one of the things that is really pretty about it is there will be like all 200 Metacons are like in the background, Mm -hmm. like scaling a wall and getting shot at by sligs. And as you're like desperately like dashing back and forth, throwing mines and possessing guys and setting up traps and stuff to take these sligs out before they can start taking pot shots at your friends. And there's a big counter in the top of the screen that says, you know, 35 Mudacons killed, 36 Mudacons killed as, like, in real time. And it, like, looks cool. It's, like, doing this cool background foreground stuff that's, like, really interesting to look at. Um, but that's, yeah, it, it, they made another one of those games. Um, so if people are, like, really, really big Oddworld, old Oddworld fans, not Munch's Odyssey, not Stranger's Wrath fans, if you're if you're a fan of those or curious about what those are like, this is maybe an okay place to jump in and try it out. Otherwise, 
I think those new and tasty remakes were really well received too, which I never played. So, mm. but that's maybe worth checking out. Otherwise, go play Strangers Wrath HD. It's available on every fucking platform under the sun. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I played it under my PlayStation Vita. Oh wow! Yeah. I yeah, I'm, I've always been kind of curious about the, those games, just because um, when I played the the first one on my cousin's PlayStation when I was a kid, it did scare me a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of like curious to go back. I mean, all those games scared me a lot. Like just any game with very realistic motion, mm-hmm. like with um, rotoscoped motion or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Very unsettling to me. Um, and, and then this game is like unsettling on top of that. Right. Like, You're in a factory like, where some people are trying to turn you into meat. Yeah. And then like in the in that spinoff game, they're like grinding up your ancestors bones and then making that into that Soulstorm brew. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, cool. That's where that comes from. And like, the, but also this whole world, uh, the odd world, if you will, has this like, it looks like a French, early 2000s French indie comic, you know, mm-hmm. that like, it just is just like for sick freaks. Um, and somebody could never let that go. And like, they've been just trying to keep making stuff in this franchise for all this time since. Yeah. So. Again, yeah. again, uh, the ninth game. The ninth Oddworld game. It's the ninth <laughs> game? Well, if you include the Game Boy ones. There's Game Boy ones? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Game Boy ones are just like uh, ports of the PS1 ones. Oh my god. Um, let me see. Uh, I think there's... I think? Maybe not. No, yeah, sure there is. Sure there is. Um... I, now I'm not seeing them, so it feels like I've made them up. But games set on Oddworld, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, Oddworld Abe's Exodus, Oddworld Munch's <laughs> Odyssey, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath, Oddworld New and Tasty, Oddworld Soulstorm, Oddworld Adventures for the Game Boy, Oddworld yeah. Adventures Two for the Game Boy Color. That's it. That's it. Um, oh, Oddworld Adventures Two was published by Infograms. Remember wow. that? Oh my god. Oh. Hey, this yeah. game looks bad. Is this... innovation. Infograms hey, wait. <laughs> wow. I just found it. I just, I just found a picture from Oddworld Adventures 2 where there's just an info box that says press A to fart. Yes. <laughs> oh, that yeah, was you, thing. Fart you do fart games. in these games. It's there was of, like a de- that yeah. was like, they pushed that so hard. I forgot about this. It's not. It's in this game, not the fart button, but the game speak. They were like oh, at trade yeah. shows at the time, like yeah, yeah, pu- yeah, pushing yeah. this. Um, you like tell your friends, like, you'd be like, rap, 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 and it's like, come hey, over here. Come over here. And he's like, okay. Uh, man, yeah. And they were like pushing it as like this big innovative thing, like, it's game speak, guys. They like trademarked the the phrasing for yeah, this mechanic where it was just like, hey, go here. Okay. <laughs> yep, nope. <laughs> yep, no, job's done. <laughs> 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 A reference that everyone can enjoy. <laughs> um, well, maybe I'll get into them. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't have a PS5, but uh, it is free on PS5 right now on uh, PS Plus. So. Well, you say that, but you have to pay <laughs> for the PS5. Yeah. Are they still hard to find? I'm going to ask. Yes. A yes. Game oh, question. they're impossible. You yeah, cannot get one. You still well, cannot get one. Well, good thing that uh, the Arcane game was delayed then. Oh yeah, because you still yeah. don't have a PS5 yet. more time, right? And yeah. you don't have a PC. That game is done. There's, an, I refuse to believe that game's not done. That game is done. <laughs> then why? Phil, why Phil Spencer is like, uh, I'm just gonna keep kicking this one down. Listen, if if you <laughs> delay the game out of the window of exclusivity, then it doesn't have to be exclusive. <laughs> I don't know oh. that that's how it that's works. how it works. Oh. I see. I see. If it's only an exclusive for 18 months, and then you push it for nine. <laughs> And there's uh-huh. only nine months of exclusivity left. Yeah, they need to put out a demo first, and it's like uh, 18 months after that, they're exactly. like, oh, hey, well, the demo counted. That was that. The, that, was, t- that, that timer counted. started ticking. Yeah, should have read the fine print, Sony. We got you with the, uh, I was going to say DCMA. Nope, EULA. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. Should we move on? Yes. Hey, this is Question Time. It's a segment where we take your questions, and if you want to ask us a question, you can do that on the Fanbyte Discord. You go to fanbyte.casa, and that'll take you to the Discord. There is a channel there called Podcast Questions, 
and you can ask away there and maybe we will answer them on air. Our first question comes from Fonk, who asks, you learned Japanese. Which game do you finally play? That's a good question. Uh, I'll say right off the bat, um, shouts out to Chris Ligman, who we mentioned earlier. I would play uh, Yakuza Kinzan and Yakuza Ishin, the um, historical Yakuza spinoffs that star all the characters from Yakuza, but set in like the Shinsengumi era. Wow. Nice. Those they, sound never been cool. translated. Wait, so they are like the same people? Do they have like the same jobs and stuff? No, they're like, they're different. Like, it's just like the same character models. I think they even have different names. Um, Okay. I bet, like, all I know really about the games is that there is a scene where Kiryu and Majima um, have a fight where they're like, um, like a hand-to-hand combat fight in a bathhouse um, where they're both naked and start wrestling each other. Um, So it's got to be pretty good as kind of my general thought. That's a real... uh Eastern promise. If you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at one point, yeah, the game starts with Kiryu having to dispose of a body. He uses like yeah. a cigar cutter to, to chop him and up. And he's it's, nude. It's wild. And he fights he's when he's nude. nude in the bathhouse, like in the movie. And uh, it's a fun joke that we all loved. Oh. All right. <laughs> now I can bop out. I just okay. wanted to say that. All right. Uh, <laughs> Steven has to uh, leave early to go to a. Uh, super exclusive, cool, corrupt video game event um, mm-hmm. on the International Space Station, and we <laughs> wish them the best. Yeah, thanks everybody for having me back on again. Sorry I have to dip out so early after missing an episode, but uh, you know. Well, you're doing important work up there. Uh, yeah, so you know, I, the Canadarm <laughs> has had it too good for too long. I'm gonna fucking take that fucker yeah. up. Yeah, mess it up. Danielle. <laughs> uh, what yeah. would you play if you learned Japanese? Yeah, so the original, I think it's the original, uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja starring Gobon, I believe was a Japanese-only exclusive, Japan exclusive, on the Nintendo 64. Now, a Gobon game did come out eventually in the U.S., and I loved that game. It was like a 2D platformer with some 3D elements. But there was a 3D like adventure game that I remember seeing in a bunch of magazines at the time, like in the 90s, and thinking, that looks rad, that looks funny, that looks cool. I would love to know Japanese so I can play it. I have some good news for you. Yeah, incredible (gasps) news. I have some incredible news for 12-year-old Danielle, which is that that game did come out in the West. (gasps) It did? It did. There are actually, in fact, multiple came out in the West for the Nintendo 64. I think two of them did. Yeah, I remember the platformer. Because I played that one. Well, which one are... Okay, so you played the Nintendo 64 one. Yes. Okay. So yeah, there was one Super Nintendo one that was localized. There were like four Super Nintendo ones that were not. Um, And then maybe like a couple, one or two 64... There were some PlayStation ones. Maybe that's... That might have been it. I could have sworn it was in N64 because I had a one single issue of a UK Nintendo 64 magazine that talked about how cool this game was. And somebody who was actively taking Japanese lessons started playing it and was like conveying to the rest of the crew, like sort of what was going on in this game. It was definitely a 3d game. Uh, so it was not like the platformer that came out like two years later that I definitely. Okay. Played. So no, it, like it, it was, a th- it was a 3d game. Yes. Uh, the one that came out in the West. Oh, uh, it's called mystical ninja <laughs> starring Goemon. Yeah. And then there's a sequel called Goemon's. All of the Nintendo 64 ones did, in fact, come out in the West. I missed it. Um, I, well, I, I can't can believe play. this revelation. Except, except, uh, except one called Goemon Mononoke Sugoroku, which maybe is what maybe, but that's a board game with dice and no, stuff. So I don't yeah, think that's what I, I clearly so like. I have. Yeah, it's wonderful. This is actually wonderful news. You can play both of those games right now. Wonderful. They're good games, too. Oh my God. Like they're kind of awkward because it's around the time of like people trying to figure out how 3D action right. RPGs work. But yeah, you get in you get in the big robot called Impact and it plays an anime theme song for the robot. And then you do a first person fighting section against the bosses. Mm-hmm. It's fucking oh cool. God. You can get it for thirty dollars so on Jeff's big website right now. I'm so happy too. That's so great. I'm so happy. I'm gonna find a way to play this at some point. This is lovely. 
Well, yeah. okay, look well, at my life. so I'll download the ROM and you'll connect your controller to yeah. your computer. <laughs> And then I'll open Parsec and then we'll kind of just go easy. So the bad news is that because Goemon is a Konami property, the odds that they will ever be re-released or that there will ever be a new one released are basically zero. Well, no, Um, no, 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 no. They'll put Goemon in a slot machine. Oh, they will. (laughs) Listen, they are absolutely making new Goemon Pachinko machines like every day. Okay. Uh, but I also just realized I played Goemon's Great Adventure, which I think came out that was not long one. after yes. in North America, not long after the Japanese release. But I think the Japanese, sorry, the North American release of the other one was like further along or something. It was like a different year, and that therefore I missed it. And I'm, I'm, oh wow. Um, they released a Goemon Pachinko slot slot machine in 2011. <laughs> Oh my god. Was that the last one, really? Yeah, it was a, it's a patchy huh. slot machine is what they're called. You know uh Goemon was a real guy? What? <laughs> With the blue hair Ow. and everything? Yeah, he had the blue hair. Uh well, he's like a Robin Hood figure. Oh. Okay. Um although I also don't actually know if Robin Hood was a real guy. I realize uh, <laughs> I don't know if Robin Hood was real. a real guy. Uh no, Ishikawa Goemon right? um yeah. was basically he was like an outlaw hero type guy mm. um and he is also a character in uh lupin the third uh well oh, wow. he's a de- he's lupin the third the character in that is the descendant of the original goemon uh yeah he's a cool guy and yeah because he's a folk character it's like if there were like it's like if there were like a long-running robin hood game series that, where he just had blue hair <laughs> that would be um, very cool that would be very cool that would be cool That'd be very cool. Wow. Uh, I would play Sega Gaga. Well, now, what is that? What is Sega Gaga? I'm honestly asking. Um, no, it's <laughs> it's okay. This game, this fucking game. Uh, so Sega in like the early 2000s was fully just into their sicko phase. Uh huh. Like they hadn't, you know, they hadn't gotten, um, you know really yakuza off the ground yeah they hadn't gotten like total war all these things that happened later mm-hmm. sonic was sort of i don't know sonic was like doing okay i guess at the time they're like okay they're just like wait one second okay <laughs> so yes <laughs> so what if we make a sega game about sega games uh <laughs> it's the genre of this game is sega simulation <laughs> <laughs> you what? you take control of a guy of, who works at Sega whose name is Sega and you have to save Sega the company from <sighs> losing the console wars to uh, dogma um and you do RPG battles and stuff and uh you have to wait but like who are you fighting you're fighting like Samba de Amigo and like what yeah, it's just like you have to fight employees um, because they've turned into mutants because they're too stressed out. Oh my god! And then you attack by just like verbally abusing people <laughs> by like saying stuff like "your game is terrible," you will never never get a girlfriend, um, and if you fail to defeat an enemy, you lose uh, development time. God, that owns. And then, <laughs> and um, <laughs> you just have to like make a good game. Um, and yeah, basically you're trying to like defeat Sony. Um, and it was, but it was, uh, marketed with a budget of $200. Two, $200. Yeah. So it was, um, uh, Tez Okano. Um, he developed the game in secret for two years before telling Sega about it. They thought it was a joke at first. Um, and then he was like, no, this is real. Um, I'm going to market this game with $200. I'm going to spend half of that on a wrestling mask what? for myself. <laughs> wow. It's, he just um, wanted a wrestling mask and then just kind of designed <laughs> a video game around that. It's, it was one of the last games released for the Dreamcast, and um, there's no translation for it as far as I know. I think people have been working on one. It's like 20 years old at this point. Um, actually, it just turned 20 like on March 29th. Happy birthday. And, um, wow. It's... Oh. Uh, yeah, 
it's I I really want to play it because I, I love you know I I think Sega is a really interesting company historically and uh, yeah I would I would love to play Sega Gaga. Also, it's just fun to say. It's a very fun Sega Gaga. Sega Gaga. Sega Gaga. Sega Gaga. Um, let's do another question. Yeah. Crab asks, if you had to add one more button to the usual X, Y, A, B on controllers, what would it be? <clears throat> J. I think we I should, have an unconventional J? answer. Okay, J. That's interesting. Why? Oh, J. Why J? It's just it J J goes between A and B off to the right above the stick, and it's uh-huh. just like a remappable button. It can be anything. Oh, okay, okay. It's like on those old um, those old controllers where you could sort of program yeah button combinations, and they never really worked properly. No, but. of course mm-hmm. not. Um, Danielle, you said you had an unconventional. Uh, you said your desires are unconventional. Yes, you could say my desires are unconventional. I would like a button that, in whatever game and whatever context and whatever this might mean in that game, whatever avatar or character or whatever does a dance. I want there to be a dance button. It's a button for a dance. Now, what is it? Do you, if it's like um, fear in like Minecraft or something where there's no dance? Yeah. Like, what does mm. the button do? The dance will become a dance of the mind, I think. Okay. Um, and the camera oh. will like move slightly. Like not, we're not going like all the way wild here, but like there will be like a little head bob, you know, like a little bump, bump, bump. Um, and that will be the dance button in a first person game. Cool. Put it in. Put it in. Uh, I think we should just bring back the C button. Yeah. Yeah. It's been long enough, you know? And you just what was t- the last thing that had a C button on it? Was it the C stick? Yeah. On the GameCube? On the GameCube, yeah. They should just start putting sticks on the backs of controllers. Oh, yes. Like you or just like have or put, with your index fingers instead yeah. of triggers. Or yeah, or like put like the, the 3DS circle pad on oh, like okay. the like you know the you know the crease underneath uh where your middle fingers go if you're not holding the controller Trying like to a picture cloth, this. yes yeah they should put circle pads there yeah oh fully yeah. immersed yeah. in the game that's one-to-one immersion that's Damn. that's vr that's that's vr right there folks yeah that's gaming uh let's do maybe one more yeah yeah uh, so, well, we have two here. Which one do y'all want to do? I like the video game rumor one. Video game rumor one. Dull Focus asks, what's a fake video game rumor that you most wish was true? I've been reading about Pokemon Rainbow since I was seven years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is, it's just, it's a it's the mythical Pokemon game where they put all of the regions and all of the all guys of them in, in it. Um, yeah. And you're the one guy, and you start at Kanto, and then you end at the end, and then every year they release a new region, and it's kind of like, wow, this is what it could be. It's like an open world poke pocket monster game where you get all to yeah. hang out with all your friends and your guys. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think there's anything that's powerful enough to run this game, <laughs> which is why Nintendo <laughs> hasn't made it yet. It yeah. would also make too much money. Right, um, they they would have to it would throw off their whole average. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm trying to look up classic video game rumors, but like a th- well, what about like a third like, Halo? I can't find yo interesting, oh. but they're all just like oh rumors that turned out to be true. Like no, I don't want the ones that turned out to be true. Um, well, like Shang Long is a is a good classic. Oh yeah, Shang Long. That's What's true. That? You, have, you must defeat Shang Long. That if you how how was it that you had to find Shang like so Nikki just FYI in the nineties there was Electronic Gaming Monthly okay. and they did April Fool's jokes sometimes that were okay. like a funny thing in the cheat section that was like if you did this certain amount of I forget exactly what it was but like oh you beat these things in Street Fighter then you get to face Shang Long and uh, it was made up but a lot of wow. people spent a lot of well, time trying to unlock just lied. it yeah. Yeah. So the thing about the yeah, um, it was like this 
this hoax, yeah, that EGM did, and um, because Ryu says uh, one of his victory quotes is, "You must defeat Shenlong to stand a chance." And so people were like, "Oh, who's Shenlong?" But the problem is, they just mistranslated Shoryuken. Oh mm. my god! Uh, I didn't know about that whole yeah like, that's, backstory there. That's oh, where because people were because people thought it was like a real guy because they're like, right. "Oh, who's Shenlong? I have to defeat him." Um, and then Akuma and Gulken were real characters who were inspired by the rumor. And um, wow. yeah. So that's, that's kind of cool. Cool. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, there were like the classic ones like, oh, Mew is under the truck in the SSN. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, but that one's true, though. That is true. Uh, L is real. 2049. Yeah, L is real. <laughs> You can play as Luigi. Paul is saying Bigfoot and San Andreas. Bigfoot and San Andreas. That's a good uh, one. The weird Banjo-Kazooie yeah, Ice Key stuff. Huh? Oh, yeah. Huh? It's one oh, yeah. mode Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. Banjo-Kazooie had, like, this area that didn't really seem to do anything, and the idea was that you would swap out the cartridges and boot up Banjo-Tooie, and then it would unlock something in that game. But... It doesn't really work like that. Like, mm. I think the idea, like, it on the tester yeah. consoles, the RAM was enough that you could that you do that. You could save that. that in memory. Right. But on retail and 64s, it didn't work. Mm. Um, so they could never do it, but people were so obsessed with that for the longest were? time. I was, I was obsessed with it. I was yeah. the right age to be obsessed with it at that time. Like, I was, like, a young teen playing that game. That was like one of my favorite games of all time. So I, I did all the thing. I tried to jump into that ice cave so many times. And I did the thing where, okay, if you beat the game and hundred percent, it, it shows you a cutscene mm-hmm. of Banjo and Kazooie going in the ice cave and getting this secret key that you can see from like yeah, a certain angle in the cave. Like you, touch. it is actually visible. And then, Oh, going to the secret cliffs where there were secret eggs and they ended up putting like the sprites in Banjo Tooie, and they got you something like it actually turns yeah. um, Kazooie into a dragon who breeds fire. So like they ended up putting a thing in, but it wasn't it wasn't the same. It wasn't like the mystery of stop and swap, which is what they called it at the time. So yeah, cool. It was cool though. It was really cool. My favorite of these was another EGM. Uh, April Fool's joke that was you could unlock all the bonds like all the various people like people who had played James Bond like their likenesses in Goldeneye that was a fun one I I was like oh my god really you can do that Um, as a big Goldeneye fan as you can imagine oh could you not you couldn't because they they started doing it, and I oh, think they yeah. had some of them, but like, oh, they didn't actually own the likenesses. Yes, they had, because the files are in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, the screenshots were very convincing, because the files are actually in there, but you c- they couldn't, like, actually put it in in, like, a conventional way. Yeah, yeah. There's also, like, a secret island off the dam in GoldenEye. That was, like, a oh, fun rumor, yeah. too. Well, yeah. it's, like, there used to be... I mean, like, rumors used to be a thing in games, I feel like, because it wasn't trivial for people to just, like, source code that shit or to data mine it. Um, So there were things that, like, didn't get revealed for a very long time. Like, in the first Rogue Squadron for, or maybe the second one, for Nintendo 64, like, ages later, they were like, oh, yeah, the first Star Wars Episode 1 just came out. And by the way, you can play as an Abu Starfighter in this game. Oh, my God, I remember that. Here's the code for for it. Um, But nowadays, that like unless they just like patched it in later, it's just you know people would find out. That so now we all so have cool. to make up. Yeah. we all have to make up uh, game theories about Mario is no. dead. You know, no. <laughs> I have no game theories. I have no theories no? about oh, games. No. Huh? No game has any subtext. It's all there. Yeah. If it's not mentioned, it's not there. Big if true. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, for sure. <laughs> Definitely real. Let's wrap this one up. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> to our podcast. Uh, if you want to hear more podcasts, you can go to fanbyte.com uh, slash podcasts or um, podcastnet.work, I want to say. 
Uh, yeah, that's it. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Where can where can people find you all online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Godsewa, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. I am at Danielle R-I on Twitter. Uh, and I am at Mara Kay on Twitter. Anything else we want to uh, shout out? Oh, Paul, our producer is Polly Mayo on Twitter. Yeah, and then hang out in the Discord. Fanbyte.casa. Also, we have like a, a really actual robust stream schedule now. So make sure you're subscribed on Twitch, twitch.tv slash fanbyte or bongodingus.com. That's <laughs> such a good URL. It's a good one. I love it. It's a great one. It's a great one. Uh, thank you again for listening. And until next week, war never changes. So stay tuned. Chill out. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you.